episode 74. Welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Hey everybody, I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, and master storyteller, and today we're heading south to Slap Out, Alabama. We're going to visit with Jessica Muse. Jess is an American singer-songwriter, guitar player, also classically trained on violin. Yes, indeed, she's been on The Voice, she's been on American Idol, she's toured all over the place. You better strap up your seatbelts and let's go for a ride. So with me today on the Dharmic Evolution, we're in Alabama with Jessica Muse. Jessica, welcome to the show. Thank you. So how is life out there in Alabama, girl? Uh, You know, I just got back from L.A., so it's nice to be home. And, you know, you can really tell the difference in the air quality. And it just, the little things that, you know, the longer you're here, you kind of take them for granted. But... Right. Traveling as much as I do, it's good to be in Alabama when yeah. I'm here. Yeah, so you're so you're out, I'm suspecting you're out in the country with the fresh air and the clean water. I am in the middle of nowhere, yes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, I actually do. I am in the same situation in the middle of New Jersey, believe it or not. But it is, it is nice to, uh, to appreciate the simpler things in life that are so precious. You're right. Mm-hmm. We take them for granted, right? Well, the thing is, is like you can always get up and travel if you really want to. So it's nice to come back to a place that has a lot of trees and nature because I'm a really nature-oriented person. So right. I grew up in this. It's yeah. nice to come home. That's awesome. So you were touring? I was actually out in California doing a lot of networking during Grammy week. Oh, cool. How yeah. did it go? It went really good. I met a lot of people and, you know, I'm staying in touch and I connect up with people from Idol I worked with and, you know, just saying hello. Yeah, great. It's good to keep those things happening, you know, um, staying current, getting your face out there, your voice mm-hmm. out there. Of course, it's really so important. So tell me, what is the latest for you that's going on with your musical career? And uh, you've got a very rich history already with your career. So so what's happening these days with you? Well, I've been traveling a lot, doing a lot of networking, but I'm also shopping around to find management uh-huh. and an agent. So I'm trying to open the gateway to those next level gigs and and be on that next level altogether because I'm at a ceiling with myself, managing myself, doing it alone, that I'm absolutely doing everything that I can as Jessica Muse. So I'm ready to get to that next level. And that's one reason why I travel so much. But I'm also looking for a studio to record my debut EP. Right. And it's tough managing everything on your own. Yeah, it's I just, think it it builds up a level of appreciation for when I have it, though. So I'm really glad I'm going through it. Right, right. Hey, let's just give everybody a little flavor of what Jessica Muse is all about. And this is called Rio Grande. I never knew the language of a heartbeat Racing faster every moment that I breathe didn't expect a diamond to be sitting right there in the middle of a black, cold, open sea. I guess you get love when you least expect it now. Time could fly by, but I still wonder how. I never knew the language of that breath you take the first time that your lips meet in. A kiss 
never knew the falling could hurt so damn much But I don't mind if falling feels like this I guess you get love when you least expect it now We found something that can't be shaken Like the fonts of California You saved a thirsty heart Dying in the Indio sand I've got a love that's bigger than Texas Right here waiting for you And it runs stronger than the waters Of the Rio Grande A great track. I've got a love that's bigger than Texas waiting for you right here. I like that. Thank you. Nice. So where did that come from? <laughs> um, I actually wrote that. It's, it's one of my newer songs, but I, I wrote that right after American Idol, I believe. Uh-huh. So maybe a year ago. And it's uh, one of my approaches to love in a more loving way, as opposed to a lot of my, I don't like to say man-hating songs, but they're pretty much man-hating songs. Right, right. Because, I mean, it's stuff that I've been through. So that was a different approach. And I released that because I wanted to show people that I do have that in me, that I can do that. And I feel that way, too, sometimes. Right. So you're receptive to love. You're not just all about yeah, the ang- exactly. you know, the, the hurt and all that. But tell me, when you write the songs, that, for the lack of a better word, the man-hating songs, do you feel <laughs> like kind of cleansed or kind of healed a little bit or va- more validated or something after you finish those songs? You know, writing those songs, I usually write them when I feel that way. And it's harder for me to write the happy, happy ones, kind of like Rio Grande, because when I'm happy, I do other stuff. Yeah. But 
when I'm upset, when I'm going through things, like I'm one of those people who always stands up for what I really think is right. And I, you know, sometimes it gets me in trouble, but, (laughs) um, you know, it's very cathartic and it's therapeutic, but also I'm using my voice to make a statement and also to allow my fans to know that they're not alone because a lot of them go through very similar things and everyone's had, everyone's dealt with somebody being unfaithful. So that's a major connection with my fans. Yeah, it's a great track. Really good song and so well produced, Jess. Really good. Thank you. Hey, who's doing all the background vocals on that? That's me. You're doing all of them. I did all the background. Yeah, really great. I love that. You know, I I just love, you know, background vocals are always kind of the polish on it. And uh, really, really good. Um, The timber, the effect of your voice, everything kind of lined up just perfectly. Can you tell us about um, production on that? Like, where did you record it? Who was working with you? I produced, well, I didn't produce that. I um, made it in Orange County, California. Okay. it was at Reamp Studios, and Daniel Martin helped produce it. And he's, you know, I, I pick up little things, and I like to have a hand in it. So I guess that makes me a co-producer. I don't really know what that makes me. Right. But I'm, I'm learning how to do it because I really want to get into that side of things, too. And it teaches me how to listen, and I, I'm really into listening. So, yeah, it was done in Orange County, and it really didn't take that long. So I'm very happy with how it turned out. Yeah, it's amazing how um, every experience in the studio, you come away with like, you know, even if you think you have a a wealth of knowledge, you always learn something from somebody. Um, Oh, yeah. Just sitting in there while they're mixing it. You're like, oh, what about that drum hit? What if we did this instead? Like it, it opens your mind and you hear things. It's like being an artist. And the more you draw, the more practice you get, the more detail you see and the better you get. Yeah. Hey, um, you live in Slapout, Alabama, right? <laughs> is that right? Yes. yes. I read that. I love that handle. So whereabouts is that in relationship to uh, like Montgomery or like whereabouts in, in the state are you? Well, I'm just north of Montgomery. It's, okay. You know, like 40 minutes north. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Um, you're also classically trained on violin? Yes. Whoa. That, that was my first instrument. Yeah. I mean, are you still playing violin? I'm a little rusty, but I do right. pick it up just to make sure I never forget how to read music because I'm like paranoid about that. <laughs> yeah, right. That's great that you stay, you know, I'm, I mean, also you're a guitar player as well. Yeah. So it's, you know, I know it's hard to keep all the balls in the air at once because it's like you don't want to let anything go, especially when you work so hard to um, to attain that. Uh, proficiency on violin or guitar or whatever but you know songwriting definitely takes a lot of work that kind of takes away from um you know i can't be working on my chops if i'm creating songs it's more of it's more of a different uh parallel of creativity isn't it yeah i definitely have to find time to to make sure i'm dedicating the right amount of time to songwriting plus to just do things i enjoy and you know play my violin in my off time to keep myself sharp yeah and and you started as a little girl you were 10 years old when you started performing right yeah so you knew early you knew early (laughs) what happened so was somebody Um, in the family how did you had the bug bite you on this music thing okay well i started singing because i've just i i mean i was singing before i was 10 i've lived all over the united states moved a lot throughout my childhood and i always just fell onto music because were I, you kind of like an army brat is that how it happened or were you just well, my, kind of a brat in a different way my mom used to work for the va 
Oh, so okay, she, cool. Yeah, so we moved around a lot. She transferred, and I was always the new kid, and I didn't really have friends. And when I did settle in, I didn't really, I wasn't exactly the one that got invited to parties, and I didn't go out. Right. So instead of partying and being crazy and getting my first kiss and stuff, I taught myself guitar, and I was in a symphony orchestra, and I worked my way from the back of the section to the front, and that's one of the things I'm the most proud of because I, I look back now and I'm like, I was so young, and I did that, and I didn't even realize how freaking cool that was until I freaking was in my 20s. Yeah, because you're you're playing with people who are real serious talent, so yeah, that's there amazing. really, really good people in that symphony, too, so I was like, I got to get better. Wow, and where was this? Did, did, was this in Alabama that this happened, or was it the symphony? Yes, but oh, okay. I started playing actually when I lived in Rhode Island. You know, let, let me ask you this: Was it really difficult um, being a little girl and moving a lot? It was it. I mean, so it must have been really tough to, uh, you know, to make friends and keep friends because you're moving around a lot. No. Um. Yeah, I I kind of have one of those stories where I got bullied very heavily. Oh, wow. And when I was the new kid, which was like 20 times, yeah, I wasn't received well because I've always been a little eccentric. Like, I, I draw in class. I drew in college. And so people, you were an artist from the get-go, and people didn't understand you. Right. But yeah. the thing is, is that even though they were so relentlessly mean to me i mean there are a couple people who were nice here and there like when i cried in the bathroom there was actually this this she was a lesbian and she showed me so much kindness because she understood and i'll never forget that but like here and there there were people like that but it was pretty much because they understood because they were different themselves so right right it's it must be a hard so what i was getting to is um you know all that you know, because for me, and I stayed in the same place, it was like, geez, it takes me a decade to meet some new people. So <laughs> yeah. I can imagine for somebody like you, but but you, it seems to probably have even further fueled your creative spark because it's like, well, you know, these people are treating me so unkindly. I just turn my, all my my um, you know all my energies to my music or to my right. creative art, you know, and yeah. do that instead because that's always going to be kind to me. Yeah, and I, I saw it even as a kid. I was like, I either can quit and give in and let them all win. And I mean, I was. it made me a little depressed here and there. And yeah. Being, being a kid and not understanding why is probably the hardest part. And then I was like, or I can focus on this and do what makes me happy. And because of it, one day I'll win a Grammy or right. I'll make some amazing art. And I won't even care anymore. <laughs> and look at you. You're, you've been on American Idol, right? You've been, yeah. um, wow. So, you, so you're, you know, this is a perfect time to let's play Burning House and listen to Jessica sing. Sleepwalking 
performance Jess that's really awesome so so where is that song from that is actually a cover of cam okay yeah it's like a great song that's on modern country radio and I heard it and I was like oh I gotta cover that I love it I love it and and if I may ask what are you playing what kind of guitar that's a Taylor Uh, I thought so yeah. It, 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 I, I was, it sounded so familiar to me. You know, I'm a big Taylor uh, uh, fiend as well. Yeah, really great tone and great approach. Really nice. Thank you. Yeah. So, so tell me more about, you know, what's going on with, um, you know, production. When, you, when you're producing music, you were in, you were in L.A. For, the, um, for Rio Grande. Is that like your favorite spot or do you have places in Alabama that you record also? Uh, the thing about Los Angeles is that when I was there, especially on American Idol, I, I made all those relationships and connected with so many people that that's actually where most of my musical friends and network people are. Right. So that's why I do a lot of work out there because that's and also it's it's more of a nurturing environment for creativity because everyone accepts you. And I'm not saying they don't hear, but I, I'm just saying there are more people in Alabama who didn't like my pink hair. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it for me, I feel like it's more open to different kinds of music. And I get a lot of inspiration throughout my travels. And I just have more friends who do music out there. Right, right. And it's important to be around like-minded people who are, yeah. you know, who really get you and understand what you're doing. You know, it's not like, um, you know, it was, I was sharing with somebody recently on the show about uh, about the, I call it like the 30% rule, 33% rule. When you walk into a room, it's like, you know, don't be upset that everybody's not going to get you or your music because really, mm-hmm. even your own family, like only about 30% or 33% are going to like and appreciate and understand you musically it doesn't mean they don't like you or anything it's just 
you know, that's just the numbers and the way it, it, it translates. You know, everybody uh-huh. has different tastes. So I think once I discovered that, it was such a relief because it's like, oh, I, can, I'm, I let myself off the hook now. I don't have to beat myself up. About yeah. It. You know, yeah. you want to be, as an artist, you want to be accepted by everybody, but it just doesn't work that way. Hey, hey I, I learned not to care about that. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's you're you're so much better off. You got to just, um, I think, satisfy your own artistic integrity and just build from there because then you know you're authentic at least. You know, mm-hmm. hey, can you tell me more about you know how it was being on American Idol? Was I, I suspect it was a tremendous amount of pressure for you? No. Yes, it was because I had never experienced anything like that before. I mean, I was on The Voice in 2012, but I only got to the blind auditions, and I was kind of more of a pawn. Now, what is what is a blind audition? It's the one where they're, they're the four judges in the chairs, and they can turn around if they like you. Oh, got you. Okay. <laughs> right, right. Nobody turned around. Oh. But, uh, so that was a limited experience, but uh, American Idol for me... It was a lot of pressure because, you know, with social media and people have this like this courage they get from being in front of a computer screen or a phone and people are very mean. Yeah. And I mean, I have I've had people tell me and my fans go kill yourself or you're fat. And I'm just like, what? What? What's wrong with people? Why are they doing this? Like, treat people how you want to be treated. And I think it bothered me for a while because I was like, I don't understand because I don't treat people that way. Now, where are these people coming from? Like, are uh-huh. they people at the event that are doing this? Or? No, I'm saying online. Oh, got it, got it. Yeah, okay. like being in the national spotlight like that, there's a lot of people voting right. through these tools like iPads and stuff. Yeah. And so... With that comes a lot of judgment. And I've even seen these forums and stuff where people would just critique and criticize my songs. And, like, you you, you know they don't play. You know they have no musical experience. They're, they're listeners, and, of course, their opinion matters. But why are they so mean? And it used to really eat at me. But now I'm just like, you're a jerk. Don't care. Yeah. Like, I'm not fat. And even if I was, who gives a crap? Right. happy. So you're just going on and just you've learned to dismiss this kind of venom. Oh, yeah. It's like And it's more like I got I had so much of it and I realized that some people are just D-bags that I was just like, you know what? I'm happy with me and I love the good fans that I have and I am no longer going to waste that energy on those negative people who are trying to compensate for something they're missing in themselves. Right, right. So you, you, you know, and I'm so happy you just, you, you called it D-bags. That was very gracious of you. I've never heard anybody do it that way before. <laughs> That's a first for Dharmic Evolution. We just scored a D-bag. That was great. And you know what? I think it's time for done, because you've had enough of those people, and you're just done. Let's check this one out. Waiting on someone never coming home 
Another great track, Jessica. That is awesome. You are done. Tell us about that one. Um, that was my first independent release off of the show, American Idol. Okay. And that came out April 2015. And it was just my way of being like, this is how I sound. This is me as an artist. It's, you know, not over-processed in my opinion. It's very raw. Right. The people producing that, it was Dustin DeLuna and Dan Biafor in Los Angeles. And we did it. We recorded that backwards. We we did the vocals first okay. or something. And then we built the track around it over a little bit of time. I think that one actually took a little longer because I didn't have as much time out in Los Angeles to sit with everybody. So did you just use like um, acoustic guitar and a, and, a, uh, and a click track and then build it around that? Is that yeah. How? Yeah, great. And yeah. great drummer, by the way. Oh, thanks. That's Kevin Pintado. He's also from Los Angeles. Yeah, great job. Great feel for the track and uh, a lot of emotion in that, which I really appreciated. That was awesome. Thank you. So, so this was you putting out your own flag, putting a flag in the ground and saying, this is my space and I'm owning it now. So uh, I don't, yeah. you know, the competition was great and all the idol stuff and everything, but this is who I am. Take it or leave it, baby. Yeah, and also, you know, that was me saying that I am rough around the edges and I, I took what I learned from American Idol and I learned how to handle criticism and I applied it and learned from it and got better as an artist and as a person. But I also, you know, over time you want to kind of veer away from the American Idol label because for me as an artist, like, hey, I cuss like a sailor. Right. But at the end of the day, I love Jesus. And, right. And, uh, you know... American Idol is strictly a family show, and it's a reality show that only shows you pretty much what they want you to see. Right. And they make these storylines for each person. So I wanted to sort of veer away from that and come off on my own and be like, I am Jessica Muse. This is who I am as a person, and this is what I sound like. Well, I was going to ask you, you said you're rough around the edges, but then you kind of explained it. You mean personality-wise. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, but, yeah. but you're very – yeah, but you're like um, – uh, you're like very well spoken, you know, for a girl rough around the edges. I mean, uh, you're really intelligent, you're bright, your music's awesome, but I like that you're very, very um, forthcoming in your personality. There's no guessing about who you are. I get that immediately. Like you're, oh, yeah. you're really yeah. comfortable with expressing yourself, and I think that's really so important, you know. And I, I haven't always been that way. I used to be, you know, I like to say I used to be very nice, but that wouldn't be true because, you know, I am a nice person, but I do, like I said earlier, I stand up for what I believe in. And I am that person. If I see someone smaller getting picked on by someone bigger, I will walk up and be like, why are you doing that? Good girl. Like, and you, but that's and you're kind of uh, my personality. I'm very upfront and I will stand up even if it doesn't really concern me. Right. Well, good for you. That's awesome. You're stacking the cool, girl. I tell you, <laughs> that's awesome. And uh, and you have no BS meter. You have no tolerance uh -oh. for the, you know, like uh -oh. I could tell I already. Handled, I handled all the BS I need for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. Hey, you did um, summer 2014. You went to like 40 different cities for touring. Tell me how that was for you. What did it do for your life? What did it do, do for you? And, and, you know, was it exhilarating, exhausting? exhausting combination like tell me the, the the high points of that 
Well, for me, I absolutely love touring. Uh-huh. I, I wish that it was more than 40 cities. I think 40 cities is like a really short tour. Right. Because there are people who go on world tours for like a year at a time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. But, and I would love to do that. And the only thing I wish was different, obviously, would be that I wish it was my tour. Because I, you know, I would have loved to have a full show and to do it myself. But it was really good to get that experience from the idol idols live tour and to and have a taste of touring because i had never toured prior to that i just like drive around in my car and get really tired (laughs) right (laughs) but but yeah i've heard about like some of the major artists they start off on a tour that's gonna like last like at least a year and it's so successful and i'm talking about like you know the eagles or the pink floyds of the world or something And, and all of a sudden it's like 26 months later and they're they're still not finished because it just blew up you know it got so good that they just kept going do you see yourself being able to do that to you know or do you feel like you know at some point it's going to be like am i ever going to see home again (laughs) i think you know that's my goal i want to travel the world and i know what i want out of my music and my music is just a doorway for me to do bigger things with the talent that I have been given, which is my voice and my writing. So I I want to travel. I, I want to meet my fans. Right. And that's one thing I even told you through email. I was like, I care about my fans so much, yes. not only as a fan base, but I know a lot of them by name. Yeah, and that's well, that's great when you have that kind of connection and that interaction. And, um, you know, I have kind of the same thing going on, you know, mu- uh-huh. music aside for a minute. But this show has brought me a lot closer to making a lot of really great friends around the world in 39 countries right now. And I feel honored to be able to, to do that. And you know what? Let's play Happy Ever After and listen to you sing again, because this is a perfect time for that one. Jessica Muse. Shake my bones and rattle my grave He's gone digging in the bitch again Back tattoo of a big black snake Don't go and tell me she's just a friend Hey little mama, who you gonna poison now? And hey little papa, who you gonna run to now?
wasn't you It's been a long time coming And this house is burning down Don't know how I ever loved you I was blind and running into what's in front of me If I only knew that happy ever after wasn't you The perfect song for you. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yeah, that fits you like a glove, girl. Thank you. Yeah, great track. Great track. Thank you. I heard that and I fell in love with it immediately. It was one of those I wish I wrote. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about writing. Do you ever co-write? I have. The only thing is, is I haven't had a lot of experience with it because of where I am currently located. Right. But, but it's something you're open to. Oh, yeah. yeah. I would love to work with other songwriters because you never know what somebody else has to offer for you. Right, right. And then also, you, you're you uh, about to or you're going to be releasing another EP like this year? Is I that right? really, I'm trying to get in the studio and do that as soon as freaking possible. Right, right. And and for your material, do you, um, are you cool with writing on the road, at home, anywhere? Like, what's your favorite modality for songwriting? Well, right now I kind of have my little process at my house right? because it's where I am so much of the time. And then when I am out like in L.A., I'm working a lot. So, right. um, I mean, I can adjust. I, I can adapt very easily if I needed to write something. I actually, for the first time, I wrote a song when I was just chilling in L.A. I had a couple hours and I was like, oh, because usually the song slapped me in the face. Yeah. So I was actually on a hike and I was like, hey. And I think of like keywords and then they give me bigger ideas and then I have a concept because usually I'm feeling some sort of way and I run with it. So, so, so is it, is it pretty much lyrically the way things hit you first? More, it's more of a whole concept with a vibe. Like right. I, okay. If I'm like, I want a driving song and I, I already know it's going to be about this, but what's the hook? What's the main thing going to be? Cause I have a general idea what I want it to be. And then I don't, I can't explain how, but it just all falls together when I sit down with a pen and a guitar. When you say a driving song, do you mean, uh, do you mean driving in the car or driving like, uh, rockin', like a like, rock and like, beat? Yeah. yeah rockin', <laughs> okay. Because <yeah. laughs> I write in the car a lot. So I, I did I, write my car once. Yeah. I was really bored and I actually got locked out of a studio. So I was like, that's it. And instead of driving an hour and wasting all that gas, I'm going to write a song in my dang car. Good girl. Like recording studio or yoga studio? <laughs> oh, recording. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's one of the beauties I think about songwriting is like it's you know you can just pick it up and take it anywhere and you don't even need things with you you know you need a, a scrap of paper and a pencil um, or a little recorder which are they're all in the phones now anyway which I love you know oh I'll tell you my voice notes in my phone is kind of ridiculous yeah it's where all my like, memory went I think yeah 
Yeah, and it's like it's like ironic because you scroll through it like after a month and you go, I didn't even realize how yeah. much I have in here, you know. And, and I've uh, done that, and I picked I picked through, and I was like, okay, maybe I could work with that because I it didn't sound that good the first time I did it, but now months later when I find it again, I'm like, hey, that's not so bad. Yeah, it never does. Like you're kind of dismissive about it, and then it's like, wow, did did I really write this? I don't even know where this came from. <laughs> Hey, so looking forward, as we're ra- winding down, this went so quickly, Jess. Um, what are you What are you looking forward to for the rest of this year? I know you're looking forward to the EP. Uh, you're looking forward to hopefully management, okay, and more production people to come into your world. So people out there looking for talent, you're here on the Dharmic Evolution. You don't have to go far to reach Jessica. Um, tell me, tell me, what do you, what are your big plans as you look forward? My biggest thing on my list right now is I want to get an EP out there. I want right. to have something tangible, and I want to have physical copies as well as it be digitally available on every platform ever. Right. And I, I want to spam the world with it. Great. So you, do you um do you like the idea of vinyl that's happening a lot these days? Yes, and I actually I have several records. I have like Steppenwolf, and I, I think I have a, one of the old Journey ones. But I don't have a record player. Really? Oh yeah. my god! Yeah. So I'm gonna invest in one of those when I can. Yeah, Steppenwolf. Born yeah. to be wild, a classic. Yeah. You know, I always say that um, that's where the word heavy metal came from. It's in the lyrics of uh, of uh, Born to be Wild, he- yeah. Heavy Metal Thunder. I think that was the first time it was coined, you know, with John Kay. I don't think he oh, even knew. Oh, it might have been. I'm yeah. not sure. I didn't know I that. mean, I tried to like, you know, like, because I-, I saw them when I was a little kid and I-, I couldn't believe how good they were live. They were just incredibly good. Um, so you're looking for all this great stuff. And as we're, as we're saying goodbye here, tell me where is the best place that people can reach out, buy your music, support you, find out all about you. Do you have a website that you could share? Yes, okay. I do. It's jessicamuse.com, and that's M-E-U-S-E. And then I'm on all social media platforms. My Facebook is facebook.com slash idle Jessica Muse. And then my Twitter and Instagram handles are at Jess Muse. Okay. So, I, I already connected us up on, on Instagram and Facebook. You're full up according to your, maybe, maybe I'm on the wrong one, but I'll hit you up on there. And everybody, listen, all of the links to all of Jessica's social media will be in the show notes. So it's just convenient for you to click on and connect with her and please support Jessica and her music and, um, you know, just be there for her and enjoy. Uh, what she's doing for the world of uh, indie music, because I, I kind of dig it, and I know you guys do too. So, Jess, it was a pleasure to have you on Dharmic Evolution. Thanks so much for being here today. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Rio Grande. Burning house. Done. Happy ever after. A violinist, guitarist, singer-songwriter... Not so concerned about the first kiss. She had her eye on first chair in the symphony. Yes, indeed, a strong young girl who turned the bullies on their head by focusing on her strengths and her gifts. And now she shares them with you and me. What a deal, huh? Hey, please support Jessica. I hope you guys really enjoyed this interview like I did. Check it out in the show notes and click on her socials and connect with her. 
Also, when you get a chance, head over on over to uh, dharmicevolution.com and check out all of the content on the site, including my coaching page. If you're a podcaster new to the space or thinking of becoming one, I am the podcast launch expert, and I can help you with that challenge. Just email me at kevin at dharmicevolution.com. And if you've been a guest on this show, you're now famous. You're in 39 countries, and you are on the site. And, um, you know, Jess is on the site, too. There's also videos, photos, conversations, music downloads, and links to all of my past guests on the site. Don't forget that downloads are free. However, the content, it's priceless. I also want to ask both my guests on the show and the audience, please stop by iTunes. And if you're digging what we're doing here, please leave a review. It only takes a couple of minutes. I read them all and I thank you all. It helps the growth of this show tremendously. And the more we grow, the more we can continue to serve the indie artist community around the world. Hey, tune in on Sunday, March 27th, as we travel to Saskatchewan, Canada, and listen to the music and the stories of singer-songwriter Michelle Holland on DE75. That's it for me today. I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, and master storyteller. So until the next time, when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials, or I'll see you from the stage. Let's do it.